the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A second protester is publicly executed in Iran. When people are getting killed right now that I'm talking to you, Iranians are getting killed in the street. Teenagers, schoolgirls. The Supreme Court is set to hear President Biden's appeal for student loan cancellation. We need to normalize going to college and getting degrees that are going to be fruitful in that. FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried is arrested in the Bahamas. I would say Sam Bankman-Fried has the self-awareness of a vampire. This is your Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, December 13th. I'm Mike Scott. On Monday, reports surfaced that the Islamic Republic of Iran sentenced to death another protester, the second one in as many weeks, stoking fears that the regime will begin to execute more protesters in the near future. Iranian authorities hanged a 23-year-old man from a crane in a public killing carried out less than one month after being arrested following a secretive trial. The pro-government Mizan News Agency published a collage of images of the man hanging from a metal crane, hands and feet bound, a black bag over his head. Manjid Reza Rahavar that was executed um, this morning in Tehran, unfortunately. Just to show the cruelness and the inhumane, um, archaic nature of this uh, regime, uh, his mother was summoned to the jail uh, to see him the night before, not realizing that he was going to be executed the next morning. Nobody had any idea. They even took two smiling pictures together that have been circulating on the Internet, and she didn't realize that this was the last time that she was going to see her son. She went home. She received a call. The family received a call at 7 a.m., and they they were just your son has been executed we've already buried him uh, you can go uh, you know over the site and find the body and that's what they're doing to people um, and, and as you said they executed him publicly hanging by a crane and there's abhorrent atrocious uh, video footage of it um, that's been circulating on the internet that we're not sharing of course because it's being used to scare people and uh, we don't want to take part in that but um, that this is just going to continue According to news reports, the young man was not allowed to choose his own lawyer, challenge any evidence against him, or ask that the trial be held in public. Iranian activist Masi Alinejad joined the Dennis Prager show on the Salem Radio Network and says that in Iran, the people who were taught to hate America are now realizing that their true enemy are the mullahs. Pure story. I was told and brainwashed when I was just seven years old in my school, in my village, that I have to say death to America as loud as the White House can hear me. School boys and school girls are still being told that you have to say death to Israel as loud as the Tel Aviv can hear you. But what you hear now in the streets of Iran, right now, tell me, Mark Bar Khamenei, 
That's right. مرگ بر جمهوری اسلامی. What does it mean? The fear is gone. Death to, oh, are, death to Khamenei, for those who didn't pick up yeah. on it. Right. Because now we know that our enemy is the Islamic Republic. Actually, this is the main slogan in the streets. People saying that they lie to us when they say that our enemy is America. Our enemy is right here. It's the Islamic Republic. Alina Jod says that, in her opinion, the U.S. engaging in diplomatic talks with Iran will only help the dictatorship survive. When people are getting killed right now that I'm talking to you, Iranians are getting killed in the street. Teenagers, schoolgirls, children. More than 500 people got killed only in two months. This is the longest protest in the history of Iran. At the same time, Secretary Blinken just said yesterday that America is all about diplomacy. And it means that we continue to talk with the Iranian regime. Uh-huh. So that's going to help the well, Iranian the, regime the, to survive. Right. Alinejad explains that the protesters in Iran are fighting not only for their own rights, but for democracy. This is not a fight for Iranians. This is a fight for democracy. And I want actually Americans to understand that people who are getting killed in the streets across Iran, they're not just fighting for themselves. They're trying to protect democracy. They're trying to save the rest of the world from one of the most dangerous regime who is sending drones to Putin to kill innocent Ukrainians. The Iranian activist goes on to say that she would like to see more from the U.S. government. And another thing is that, as I said before, we need the Western countries to take a strong action. And by strong actions, I mean... I don't mean I want them uh, to cut their hair. You know that there are many now female politicians around the world. They're cutting their hair to show their solidarity with the women of Iran. No. Instead of cutting your hair, we want them to cut their ties with the Islamic Republic. We want them to recall their ambassadors. I want the American government to call their allies and convince them to kick out all the Islamic Republic diplomats because 62 children got killed. America is all about women's rights, freedom of expression, no? And now Iranians are fighting for the same values. So that can help Iranian people to get rid of the Islamic Republic. Alinejad addresses the inaccurate reporting from the New York Times that claimed the morality police had been disbanded. When dictators are shaken, they try to spread disinformation to mislead the rest of the world. When dictators are in fear, in real crisis, then they spread fake news. Morality police cannot be gone. Imagine like here in America, you wake up one morning and then you read the headline, Second Amendment is gone. Is it that easy? Morality police cannot be gone when according to our constitution, our laws that girls from the age of seven are forced to cover themselves and if they don't cover themselves, they won't be able to go to school. So clearly, compulsory hijab cannot be gone by a regime who kills girls right now in the streets. But what happened, morality police is busy. I mean, police are busy to kill people. That's why they are not in the streets to stop women for not wearing hijab, because they are torturing people. They are executing people. They are killing people. Alina Jad tells the Salem Radio Network host that many people in Iran would like to have a secular government and are even interested in the return of the Shah. Many people now calling uh, for like the, the, the Shah 
the son of the Shah, many people calling for a secular democratic country to have a president. But this is that we can make decision in fair and free election. No, of course. Now, this is the first time in the history that we see a sense of unity among oppositions. Hmm. And they have one slogan, let's bring the regime down. Hmm. And believe me, when we open the doors of prison across Iran, there are many educated, many intellectual people. They can run the country better than these backward mullahs. Alinejad told Prager what Americans can do to help the Iranian people fight the regime of the Islamic Republic of Iran. I mean, when they support Iranian women, it means they support me. When they stop buying the wrong narrative of, like, don't, don't touch the issue because you cause Islamophobia, be brave everywhere you are. Just take to the streets and support your sisters. You remember a women's march in New York, Washington? I was one of them. I joined the women's march, but I was being abandoned by my sisters in the West because they believe that hijab is part of our culture, which is an insult to a nation. So I want to see an international women's march for Iranian women who are getting killed. This is how you can support me. From your school, organizations, everywhere you are, Call for an international women's march to support your sisters in Iran. Reports are surfacing that even reformers who are still loyal to the dictator are warning hardliners for weeks that they need to listen to protest and respond. Or see most of the already alienated population demand the overthrow of the entire post-1979 system. At least 488 people have been killed since the demonstrations began in mid-September, according to human rights activists inside Iran, a group that has been monitoring the protest. Another 18,000 people have been detained by authorities. The Biden administration's desire to eliminate student loan debt hasn't bit the dust quite yet. On Monday, the U.S. Supreme Court agreed to hear Biden's appeal of a judge's ruling that found his plan to be unlawful. Lawrence Hurley, the Supreme Court reporter for NBC, says that even though the Supreme Court will hear the case, there's still one aspect that counts as a major setback for the Biden administration. That keeps everything on hold, so nothing really changes on the ground. It means that lower court decisions that have blocked the program remain in effect while the court decides to hear oral arguments and then issue a ruling. And that, you know, obviously counts as a setback for the administration because they were asking the court to immediately reinstate the plan. So it's a setback for the administration and for people who are hoping to take uh, participate in this program. Hurley says that the U.S. will not have to wait long to hear the court's ruling. Well, I think they might issue a more expedited ruling, which is what they did last year. If you remember, they ruled on an expedited basis on um, Biden's vaccine mandates on a a similar kind of case. And so this one, um, it could be decided maybe as soon as February or March. The Biden administration is appealing U.S. District Judge Mark Pittman's decision, which was the second of two rulings that put a roadblock up for the White House when it comes to student debt relief. Pittman ruling that the administration overstepped its authority to order debt cancellation under a 2003 law called the Higher Education Relief Opportunities for Students Act, 
which can waive or modify students' financial assistance during war or national emergency. Back in August, Biden announced that the U.S. government would forgive up to $10,000 in student loan debt for borrowers making less than $125,000 a year or $250,000 for married couples. Students who receive Pell Grants would have up to $20,000 of their student debt canceled. Morgan McMichael of Turning Point USA says that freezing debt payments should come to an end. I honestly don't think we should be extending the freeze uh, with COVID now really being over, everyone needs to get back to work and start paying off their student loans um, because collecting debt over time is just going to end up hurting the students even more than if they were to pay off in short and small increments now. So I really think that we shouldn't be pausing them and continue to pay off our loans just as normal. McMichael goes on to say that the real issue is that students should pick degrees which will be valuable in the workforce. I don't have loans currently, um, so that I'm very fortunate to not have be graduating with um, a sum of debt. But a lot of my friends that have made that decision to take out loans, a lot of it was they wanted that four-year education and chose degrees that they knew they would be able to pay off those loans very quickly, like going to med school, um, being an engineer. I'm studying mechanical engineering, so that is um, a degree that I'll be able to and you can be able to pay off those debts. Um, but for a lot of people, I've, I know they have a lot of debt that they don't know how they're going to pay it off because their degree is not something that they're going to be able to have a job that is fruitful enough to pay off those degrees. So I think, honestly, we need to normalize going to college and getting degrees that are going to be fruitful in that or even trade schools and having other avenues because right now the four-year education system has been normalized to go to school and get a degree and accumulate this amount of debt that isn't always worth it in the end. The Congressional Budget Office in September calculated that the debt forgiveness program would cost taxpayers $400 billion. The Senate is facing an end-of-the-week deadline to pass a budget or face a government shutdown. Daybreak Insider correspondent Bob Agnew is following this story. Democrats are expressing openness to passing a continuing resolution to keep the government up and running despite the lack of an omnibus spending bill. The CR could be for days or even weeks and still give lawmakers time to pass the bill before Christmas. Republicans, however, are holding out for a longer CR, one that would take Congress into 2023 when Republicans control the House. Also this week, the Senate is expected to make progress on the annual defense authorization bill. It cleared the House last week. Bob Agnew reporting. On Monday, Bahamian authorities, at the request of the U.S. government, arrested Sam Bankman-Fried, the former CEO of the failed cryptocurrency company FTX. On November 30th, FTX filed for bankruptcy when it ran out of money after a cryptocurrency equivalent of a bank run. Bankman-Fried had been under criminal investigation since then. U.S. Attorney Damian Williams released a statement saying earlier this evening, Bahamian authorities arrested Samuel Bankman-Fried at the request of the U.S. government based on a sealed indictment 
filed by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York. We expect to move to unseal the indictment in the morning, and we'll have more to say at that time, end quote. Bankman Freed's arrest comes just one day before he was to testify in front of the House Financial Services Committee, along with the company's current CEO, John Ray III. In a recent interview, Bankman Freed claimed that many of his investors could get their money back. The U.S. platform uh, is a U.S. regulated platform with American users. To my knowledge, that's fully solvent. That's fully funded. And... Uh, you know, I believe that withdrawals could be opened up today and everyone could be made whole from that, that none of these problems plagued the the U.S. platform. Bankman-Fried also stated that while it was against his attorney's better judgment, he felt he needed to explain himself over the failure of FTX. The classic advice is don't say anything, uh, you know, recede into a hole. Uh, and it's not who I am. I mean, it's not who I want to be. I don't have, I, I think I have a duty to talk to people. I have a duty to explain what happened. And I think I have a duty to do everything I can to try and do what's right. Nikki Kristoff is a strategic consultant, former attorney, and joined News Nation. Says that she is surprised Bankman Freed was arrested due to the fact that he was supposed to appear before Congress. This is a barn burner of a story, and I think I was in the green room when Sam was arrested. So, uh, as, like many crises, it has a lot of angles, but this one keeps surprising us. Uh, I was a little bit surprised to see that he was arrested just maybe 12 hours, I guess 13 hours before he was supposed to appear in front of Congress to testify tomorrow. Presumably that appearance will not happen since he'll be in a Bahamian jail. Christoph explains what she believes the charges facing Bankman Freed will be. Well, I think the first thing we have to remember is Sam's culpability, civil and criminal, is not just going to be restricted to the Southern District of New York or the United States. He's going to be investigated globally. Most of the uh, investors in FTX are actually from Singapore, Japan, South Korea. So this is a gentleman facing a world of hurt, literally. Um, I think as far as who else will face culpability, I would not be at all surprised to learn that potentially he was wiretapped at some point in the last few months and that there may be tax evasion charges, market manipulation charges. We'll almost certainly see wire fraud charges. Sam's not one to take the advice of his counsel, but I would advise him strongly not to lie to the feds. It's a really good way to add charges to uh, whatever he's already <laughs> facing. Um, he has a tendency to keep talking, so if he's going to take one piece of advice, it's don't lie to the FBI. Oh, yeah. The strategic consultant goes on to say that she believes that Bankman Freed has no self-awareness. It's, it's jaw-dropping. I would say Sam Bankman-Fried has the self-awareness of a vampire. This is not an effective narrative. No one thinks that he's talking to help anybody. He's not going to get investors back the life savings they lost. CVS and Walgreens have finalized more than $10 billion in settlements of opioid lawsuits nationwide. Daybreak Insider's John Scott joins us with more on this story. It concerns the toll of the opioids their pharmacies sold. 
Now it's up to states to decide whether to join or to be able to take their claims to court under the settlements. The pharmacy's tentative deals were announced last month. Most of the money is to be used to address an addiction and overdose crisis that's continuing to rage across the U.S. Lawyers on the cases will also get a share. Nationwide settlements and tentative settlements reached in recent years total more than $50 billion. John Scott reported. According to AAA estimates, nearly 113 million people will travel 50 miles or more from their homes for Christmas and New Year's. That's 2 million more than expected this year compared to last. Air travel is expected to increase by 14% from last year. Daybreak Insider's Rita Foley is totaling up all the miles traveled. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. AAA estimates more than 112 million of us will be traveling somewhere for the holidays between December 23rd and January 2nd. Most will drive. Now, here are the worst days to be on the road, according to INREX. That's the data provider. The Friday before Christmas and December 27th and 28th, and on Monday, January 2nd. AAA points out that in major metro areas like Los Angeles and New York City, you could see double the usual delays on those days. I'm Rita Foley. And finally... We all know that the holidays are a time for family. But this young woman has gone viral for faking her own family. Bryn Schuler, 32, a young woman, has gained a rather large viral following for creating her own fictional family for her Christmas cards, complete with a fake husband and fictional children. Bryn Schuler wanted to join the festive fun by sending out unique cards to her family, but she had no clan of her own to speak of, so she had to get creative. Schuler explains how she goes about creating her fake Photoshop family. We've got Byron, the dad, Brenda, the mom, Brinny, the daughter, and Frank, the emo son. First, I cut everyone out in Photoshop and place them in their spots. Except for Brynda, since I'll be using her as the background. Then we'll go in and make Brynny smaller and a little younger. And let's change up her swimsuit. Then let's put the cake in front and change some of the balloon colors to pop. Next, let's change Byron's swim chunks to not match the water. And he needs some chest hair, so we'll just... Boop! Then we'll add in his leg and arm hair. Then let's add in Brynda's makeup. And why not let's change her hat so it doesn't blend into the trees. For Frank, we just need to add in his lipstick. And to finish it off, let's light the birthday candles. And voila, the Bryn's August photo. The annual tradition actually started in 2015 when Schuler created her own family and played all the characters herself, even going so far as to don a fake mustache for Mr. Bryn. Seeing a costume with chest hair gave the graphic designer from Ohio the idea and says that it was a spur-of-the-moment thing and was unaware that so many people would come to love it. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.